It was a challenge, but the Jedi moved fast, using the natural formation of the steep hill and the surrounding boulders for cover. Again and again, Maul Arcosite dived toward them, laser cannons blasting, but they used the deep rocky overhangs for cover. I'm going to try something, Obi-Wan told Anakin. Keep her occupied down here. As soon as the cruiser banked and turned for another approach, Obi-Wan leaped up to an overhang, then jumped to the next and the next. Now he was above the low-flying cruiser, which was angling in to attack Anakin. Obi-Wan activated his lightsaber. The bright blue glow attracted Maul Arcosite's attention. She reversed course and came at him, cannons blazing. Obi-Wan leaped toward the ground, bypassing the ledges he'd used to climb up. Cannon fire shattered the rock as the cruiser dived to follow him. An avalanche of rocks rained down on the body of the cruiser. Obi-Wan landed lightly next to Anakin. Good work, Master, Anakin said, watching the cruiser. More smoke coming from that left side. That cannon might overheat. Good. Now for the final blow. Follow me. Obi-Wan jumped back up the hill. Anakin followed, moving from ledge to ledge until they had reached the top. Below them, shadows cast by an overhang concealed a thick fall of snow. In the shelter of the rock, the snow had not melted with the morning sun. When the cruiser returns, activate your cable launcher and jump, Obi-Wan told Anakin. Anakin nodded, guessing his master's plan. If it doesn't work, we'll be hanging there. Perfect targets, Obi-Wan said. So keep a free hand for your lightsaber. He kept his eyes on the cruiser. Ready? Go! The Master and Padawan swung off the mountain on their cable launchers. The sudden move caught Maul Arcosite by surprise. The cruiser dived after them, firing rapidly. The noise and heat of the blaster bolts released an avalanche of snow and chunks of ice. The large blanket fell directly on the cruiser, blinding Maul Arcosite momentarily. Obi-Wan and Anakin hung onto their cable launchers as the snow showered down past them. The cruiser wobbled crazily, heading straight for the stone side of the mountain. At the last moment before the cruiser hit, a cargo door opened and a swoop zoomed out. They could see that Maul Arcosite was astride it. The cruiser crashed into the mountain with a whoosh and roar of fuel. Obi-Wan and Anakin kept under the shelter of a ledge as flaming metal rained down below. The swoop took off into the distance, became a black speck, and disappeared. Obi-Wan and Anakin lowered themselves to the ground. Florian Dane rushed toward them. That was incredible, Floria said. You defeated Maul Arcosite. I'm not betting on Hunty Pereg anymore. You're rid of Maul Arcosite for good, Dane told them. She's good. But she's known for not sticking around if her first strike fails badly. She just lost a ship. Her own survival is her first priority. That doesn't sound like good business for a bounty hunter, Anakin said. She seldom fails, Dane said. So it doesn't matter. No doubt she has a backup plan. She'll be on to her next assignment by nightfall. So we've got one paralyzed bounty hunter and another one took off, Obi-Wan said. That leaves two. So what next? Dane asked. Now he looked interested in the Jedi strategy. We know that Ren didn't leave the clues for us to follow, Obi-Wan said. The question is, who did? I'm betting on Telic, Dane said. It's just his style. He's clever, and he's fond of traps. 
Whoever it is doesn't know that we know we're being hunted, Obi-Wan pointed out. As a matter of fact, he's probably still leaving clues for us to follow. So what should we do? Floria leaned forward eagerly. Obi-Wan noted her eagerness. Now Floria was on their side. Or else, she was hoping that once the Jedi eliminated all the bounty hunters, she and Dane would find a way to take the prize. One way or another, it didn't matter. He wanted to keep Florian Dane close. We give him exactly what he wants. We follow them, of course, Obi-Wan said. Chapter 10 Obi-Wan and Anakin retraced their steps, climbing the mountain again. Floria and Dane trudged behind them, unused to the quick pace the Jedi set. I'm beginning to think I'd rather take my chances with the bounty hunters, Floria grumbled. Anakin stopped in order to fall into place next to her. How did you and Dane get into this line of work, he asked. Where are your parents? Where are yours, Floria snapped. Suddenly, her face shut down and became defensive and angry. My mother lives on Tatooine, Anakin said. She's a slave. Floria's face softened slightly. Oh, I'm sorry. Our parents are dead. I don't come from Aetin, that was a lie. Dane and I are from the inner core world of Thracior. We grew up in peaceful times, but five years ago the warlords of Thracior began to argue over territory. Raids began between the different tribes. My mother was a Hainsi, my father a Tant. They were killed because they intermarried. The Hinsis burned our house down and killed our baby sister. Dane and I escaped. Floria told the story in a monotone, her eyes on the mountain trail. Ahead of them, Dane did not turn or acknowledge he was listening, but Anakin saw his neck flush red. Dane and I had to make our way as best we could, Floria said. We had lost everything, so we had to work. We found jobs in a cafe at a space station, washing up and serving food. Our boss was a very cruel man. We discovered he was wanted by the security forces of a nearby planet. We tricked him into getting caught. We got the reward, but we had to leave the planet. So we kind of fell into bounty hunting. We've been moving around the galaxy ever since. When you find something you're good at, you stick with it, Dane said, with a cocky assurance Anakin did not quite believe. It sounds like a hard life, Anakin remarked. Floria cocked an eyebrow. And is yours so easy, Jedi? Anakin took the question seriously. In a way, it is, he said slowly. I know I'm being of service. That makes the path easy to walk. Well, I'd rather go down my path in a nice, techno-maxed cruiser, Floria said. So I guess I'm stuck with bounty hunting. Here we are. Obi-Wan called from a short distance ahead. We left the path here when we thought someone was following us. That was me, Floria said. Obi-Wan nodded. Let's find the next clue, Anakin. Anakin left Floria's side. He pushed the conversation out of his mind. Earlier, finding clues had been fun. Now, it would be serious. It didn't take long to find the next clue. After a fork in the path, they found a few crumbs from a blumfruit muffin left near a flat rock alongside the trail. He's clever, Obi-Wan told Anakin, squatting by the clue. He is leading us on without tipping us off. 
but we know that Wren would never have left this clue. Anakin briefly tasted the crumbs. He looked up at his master, his face grave. These are from the temple. Are you sure? Obi-Wan asked. Anakin nodded. I'd know Jedi Knight Alika's muffins anywhere. This must mean that the bounty hunter definitely has Ren. He has raided his survival pack. They hurried on. They had lost a good deal of time, and Anakin could tell that his master was worried about Ren's fate. They followed the path until it curved along a ridge that overlooked a meadow full of tall, slender, flowering trees. From above, the flowering branches formed a solid carpet of pink. Anakin stopped and examined a large boulder on the side of the trail. He hopped from one boulder to the next. This way, he called to Obi-Wan. He went down from here to the meadow. He looked back up at his master. Obi-Wan's gaze swept the trees below. Ren is near. I can feel it. Let's proceed carefully. They made their way carefully down the slope, jumping from rock to rock. Floria and Dane followed at a distance, 